Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to tonight's uh, podcast. Um, talking about um, issues related to the ummah, issues related to Islam, uh, what's happening uh, in our community. And alhamdulillah, we are on the eve of the month of Ramadan. Uh, so the end of Sha'ban. And with me, alhamdulillah, we are blessed to have um, our guest, uh, who is uh, Brother um, Ramzi Abu Yusuf. Uh, alhamdulillah. Blessings, my. And Jazakallah um, khairan for coming. And we're going to be talking about obviously something which is very topical, um, which is just around the corner. And um, it's about the month of Ramadan. Mm. And I guess. Uh, and to begin with, it's it's sort of a a different. It's going to be a different Ramadan, Definitely. right? So we've got uh, the current lockdown. We've got the masajid that are closed. Um, you know, obviously tarawih in the mas in the masjid is not going to be uh, an option anymore. So uh, unlike other Ramadans, this Ramadan perhaps is going to be a bit different. So um, obviously this is something that we're going to be tackling in our conversation today yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but to begin with, um, I think a, a good starting point for us is to first of all um, have a general understanding of the month of Ramadan. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran tell us about the month of Ramadan? Definitely. What are the hadith related to uh, the month of Ramadan and fasting in general? Barakallah fikum. Naturally, I'll say, can you please tell us a little bit more about that? But uh, obviously, we know that uh, Ramadan. Has been mentioned uh, in Surah Al-Baqarah uh, in some of the ayat uh, verses one one eighty three. Ya yuhal ladina amanu ba'du rajim bismillah rahman rahim ya yuhal ladina amanu kutiba alaykum al-siyamu kama kutiba ala ala ladina min qablikum laallakum laallakum tattaqun. And uh, the, the unique aspect here, Subhanallah, as as you look at it and and you read the entire Quran, you'll notice that Ramadan. As, as Ramadan is not mentioned anywhere else Obviously we have reference of, of uh, Laylat al-Qadr Inna anzalnahu fi Laylat al-Qadr In Jaz'amma and things like that But these are one of the uh, These are the verses here that, that That's the crux of it So um, Obviously whenever Something is so important And obviously we know from the seerah uh, For Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam uh, and uh, the stories that we hear from the Sahaba How important that was in their life, wasn't it? Um, you know, Ramadan was a, was, a, was a different level altogether They would rush to do the khair Yeah, and I guess um, I think uh, a point which emphasizes this fact Is the fact that the Sahaba عنهم, They would prepare themselves for the month of Ramadan In advance, straight after the month of Ramadan had ended Correct. So signifying the importance of the event um, and and obviously now we need to have that sort of same approach. Obviously, it's a bit too late now. Tom <laughs> tomorrow or the day after might be the it's, month of it's Ramadan. Not six months out, but yeah, yeah. So um, late than never, isn't it? Definitely, late, definitely, then. definitely. Um, and we have other verses as well in the Quran, uh, in Surah Al-Baqarah as well, talking about um, um, the, you know, the, the fiqh of the, 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 the fiqh of fasting. No, no. Um, but I guess. Um, you know, important to us as well is what what's the main aim, I guess, of mm. Ramadan that we get from these verses that 
that are in Surah Al-Baqarah. No, no. And subhanAllah, a lot of times, uh, I, that question reminds me of the other question that many people will say, oh, why do you, why do you fast, right? And especially when you're in an in a, in a office environment or with non-Muslims, oh, why do you fast? Oh, you know, it makes you feel, you know, humble, you, you're, you, and things like that. But I suppose that the, the, the most important answer should be, I'm following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Definitely. And that, that should be the number one answer, although it's very obvious to many of us. But we have to highlight the importance that we are leaving all our fears to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once we start with that as a basis and explain to, especially non-Muslims, this shows the importance of following commands in general, whether it's individual, communal, um, or even on the state level. And we highlight that importance. And once we, once we start with that, then we can say, okay, what are the benefits that we can get out of this? Definitely. Yes, yes, I can connect with the um, with the poor. Yes, I can appreciate the na'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, uh, you know, it's a detox to the body. But if I start with that, then that, that's a problematic approach, especially when we, we give the da'wah to, to non-Muslims and even remind each other mm. uh, within our Muslim community. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights many things. So perhaps you may re, uh, attain piety, mm. taqwa, yeah, and I guess, uh, or, yeah. or uh, God consciousness. Yeah. And I guess this is like yeah. returning to the point that you've just made. Mm. Uh, when we make the basis of any conversation with a person about the benefits of the implementation of a certain hukum, mm. for example, fasting, um, it's got a lot of health benefits. And now that there's there's like a trend as well with intermittent fasting. Yes, definitely. Um, but we know with all of these fads and trends that they come and they go. Like new, yeah. you know, research will come later and we'll sort of debunk that and say that no, oh, this type of chloral intake is better than this type of chloral intake, yeah. or this type of fasting is better than that type of fasting. Um, so at the end of the day, the best um, answer is that this is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there may be um, certain benefits, physical health benefits, psychological benefits, all of these other things, but they are secondary to um, that prime um, uh, objective, which is that I'm responding to the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Exactly. And so returning now back to our... Uh, our conversation about something that you touched upon at the very end, which is the aim uh, of Ramadan. Yeah. Okay. So as as we mentioned, taqwa is uh, has highlight has is, is been mentioned in in two different uh, two different verses and on the same topic. We're talking about taqwa. لَعَلَكُمْ uh, تَتَّقُونَ. We can see we can see many things. Uh, getting closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, thanking Him for the na'mah that we have, for the, for the blessings that we have. It's uh, also we, we, we read from the seerah uh, or the hadith of Rasulullah that fasting is a shield, shielding, shielding us from what? Shielding us from the sins. Um, and obviously, all of us, the ultimate prize that we, uh, we long for is the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the entering of Jannah. Mm -hmm. And uh, all that is, should, be, should be enough to, to, to give us that extra yeah. push to, um, to appreciate this, 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 fast, uh, this month. On the point about taqwa no. right, and the the centrality of taqwa to fasting, no. right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says 
يا ايها الذين امنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون right so O you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you as it was prescribed upon those before you so that you may attain taqwa and i guess one of the things that an english translation of uh, a verse in the quran does or a, a term in the quran what it does is it doesn't give or it does a disservice to what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually intends by certain words so um i we find for example with the word taqwa um it's often translated as god-fearingness god-fearingness um god-consciousness god-consciousness right so um i think it's worthwhile for us to just basically uh flesh out right what is it that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that the whole point um behind fasting being prescribed upon us is that we he wants to elevate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to elevate our level of taqwa what is it or you know how do we understand taqwa mm-hmm. and um what is the connection i guess between fasting and this concept of taqwa think about it subhanallah when um when you're fasting and for example say for example you absolutely love food <laughs> i love uh you know having having a good meal and decent meal some people subhanallah it's 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 in them that they absolutely enjoy enjoy this meal so so as as they are being deprived from it they they're thinking about it quite a bit they but the in the same time they're sacrificing that so yes or right, it might be on their mind um probably not too healthy if it's always on their, on their mind but in the sense where Uh, uh, they're sacrificing something precious something that is necessary for them to 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 stay uh, to stay up and healthy sacrificing that for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that level of sacrifice Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants uh wants wants to see from the ibad and and Ramadan is is like is like the season seasons of giving mm. um obviously in is the last 10 nights you have Laylatul Qadr khairun min alf shahr better than a thousand months so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's as if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you this opportunity he's opened he's uh, also we, we we read in the hadith uh, that the the the, the shayateen are chained up so he's given you the season of uh, grab everything that you can hmm. um get closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, we've we've removed the obstacles and the hurdles go for it and subhanallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to take that opportunity and and obviously not 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 to not to miss out yeah. and the sahaba this is this is evident in how the sahaba treated it as we we alluded to earlier the sahaba even the the tabi'in and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam it wasn't wasn't taken lightly it was a lot of qiyam it was a lot of uh, obviously it was the siyam in there it was a lot of giving but also we we see in the sirah you know it wasn't they weren't sitting there idle they were propagating islam they were they were continuing on in the battles we see many battles i mentioned and inshallah mm. we'll touch upon it later on in yeah, so, in that so what you're saying is that okay allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this month of ramadan it has provided this this season of of worship for the believers no, no. right and um 
you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he said that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has created within these within your days these nafahat these opportune moments by which the believer needs to grab with both hands mm-hmm. and embrace and try to uh, get the most out of it and ramadan is uh, one such a, one such season in which the believer tries to elevate himself yeah. um and by giving us this opportunity allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um has given us a target right which is that we want to achieve this this level of consciousness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and awareness because as you were saying before it's about you know when you're when you're in the month of ramadan you are aware about the fact that you know your daily routine is not going to be the same no right? so you know usually what we like to do is you know you wake up you go to the bathroom uh maybe you make wudu and then after you pray etc you'll go to the the kitchen you'll make yourself a cup of coffee um but you know the first day of ramadan is always a bit of a shock right yes. you go to the kitchen and you and you have to remember oh hang on a sec no, no. Uh, i've had my suhoor already right, right? <laughs> so i'm not i'm you know I, i'm not going to make this coffee so yeah, yeah. you've got that level of consciousness yeah. right this this level of uh, taqwa um knowing that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you and uh, watching and seeing that you are not uh, violating uh, you know one of the uh, you know the commandments of fasting um and uh, one companion he put it in a good way is is that taqwa is like going through a thorny uh, rose bush mm-hmm. right when when one is going through a thorny uh, rose bush they are very aware and careful not to prick themselves that's right right and so likewise as well when we are fasting we are in a heightened state of awareness where we are aware and conscious of uh, the fact that we cannot eat um we're also aware and conscious of our limbs and our eyes and um all of our other body parts because we re- realize as well that uh fasting is to be understood in a holistic sense no. right it's not about um hunger and thirst right um uh, and that's the thing uh, subhanallah even even the the one's desires is is is, is, is has dropped in a sense and again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided ample opportunities to stay away from the haram um again the shayateen are, are chained up and etc so all this should be yani firstly we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is bi'ithnillah will allow us to enter the, the month of Ramadan how many people have have passed passed away especially mm-hmm. obviously in this in the covid issue that we've seen that mm-hmm. they haven't been able to, they haven't been blessed uh, to 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 reach another ramadan so this opportunity uh, in that sense uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has has given you and me and when when it's all set up then one should ask how sh- how can i take advantage of that and and here's the question now and we ramadan 2020 uh hold on a second the tarawih a little bit different uh, this year isn't it yeah that's the, right yeah. The, uh, and a lot of uh, and i appreciate some 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 countries have different restrictions especially here in australia we we're looking at easing some restrictions inshallah it's eased up before the end of ramadan sure. but, uh, but but the, by the looks of things it's not so the masajid are going to be hold on a second the social aspect of ramadan um the social ibadah if you want to call it or the congregational ibadah um it's 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 no longer there 
So one sits down and, and contemplates. And I've always looked at Ramadan as a month of, as, as a reset button. Subhanallah, every single, almost every single Ramadan that I reach, I'm like, Alhamdulillah, Ramadan has reached. Uh, and I've been able to reach it because I just need a good reset, good detox. Mm. Not, uh, not, a, not just a, a body detox, but a spiritual detox. I, I miss the salawat. The, the qiyam mm. No matter what we How, how enthusiastic one is uh, During the year I, I've never heard of anyone Being able to commit to the level of salawat mm. Especially taraweeh and qiyam I think as this is, this is a, a, an excellent point that you make uh, Which is that Every single year Despite whatever perceived challenges That we see in front of us yeah. um, We should always view uh, Ramadan as an opportunity mm. right and this is a, that's the key word here I think is is opportunity mm. right so rather than looking at things like challenges you know uh, the masajid being closed yeah. etc this could in fact be an opportunity right mm. because um, you know there's there's sometimes that social aspect that we that that you spoke about sometimes that can inhibit one from reaching their potential when it comes to you know um focusing on worship no. uh completing the the quran and all of these other things that uh we are encouraged to do during the month of ramadan mm -hmm. and so when when that's sort of taken away then we can uh, reassess and say okay what is the what, how can I best maximize my time mm -hmm. during the month of Ramadan, given all these restrictions and the, and the, and the lockdown? And we've got it, and it's, I think it's necessary for us to view it as an opportunity because, you know, um, in the Hadith Qudsi, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he says, and so this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking, but in the words of the Prophet ﷺ, he says, Asawmuli wa ana ajzibih. Right, that fasting is for me, and I will reward it as I will. Mm -hmm. Right, so um, the rewards are multiplied to extents that we can't even begin to perceive no. and imagine during the month of Ramadan. Malik al Muluk is giving you this reward. How how beautiful is this? Yeah, exactly, no. exactly. So definitely, in especially in uh, in in this Ramadan and in the coming Ramadans and in the previous Ramadans. This is an opportune uh, moment for us to try to take advantage of it, to try to take advantage of the, the rewards which are going to be multiplied during this month mm -hmm. um, and you know, reach close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and gain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, pleasure. Now, one of the things that you touched upon um, early on was uh, the practice of the companions of the Prophet during the month of Ramadan. Mm -hmm. And it was one of, in fact, the first things that you that you mentioned, and I think it's uh, important for us to have relatable examples. Yes. You know, the the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he was ma'asum, he was infallible, um, could not make a mistake, whereas the companions, ridwanullah alayhim, they were the best of the best. Allah subhanahu wa taala testifies. To them in the Quran, radiallahu anhum wa radu'an, but at the same time they weren't infallible, of course. right? And so I think it's important for us to um, understand how they experienced the month of Ramadan, because 
when you look to to their time as well, um, there were a lot of hardships and uh, difficulties that they had confronted no, of in the prelude to Ramadan or in the lead up to Ramadan and during the month of Ramadan itself. But I think what what may distinguish them from us is the fact that their trials and tribulations came because they were carrying the da'wah of Islam. They right. weren't sitting down idle. No. They weren't sitting down idle. No. Right? So because they were agitating the society, trying to forward Islam as a, as a solution to the people, mm-hmm. trying to impose themselves and the deen on, uh, on others, there were these challenges and there was this struggle with upholding the, the deen, upholding the religion. Mm-hmm. Right? And you know, we have many examples of this during the month of Ramadan. Uh, whereas us now, I think in in, in contrast, uh, you know, we, for example, this this pandemic, and I yeah. and I hate repeating it over <laughs> and over again, but right, this is, this is not something that we're experiencing because we are carrying the da'wah of Islam mm-hmm. necessarily, right? This is a trial and tribulation that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has sent sent and uh, befallen upon us. Um, but it's not as a as a result of that, no. right? So, when we sort of want to draw parallels with the companions, obviously this is an important fact to keep in mind. Which is why, as well, that I think we need to make Ramadan about that, right? So Ramadan needs to be about how we can um, implement Islam in our life, in our society as well, right? Yes. As as the companions also had that vision. So if you can give us maybe some examples. Uh, Know, from the the lives of the companions, mm-hmm. with regards to uh, their experience of the of the of the month of Ramadan in in hard times. Well, uh, as as you alluded to, Subhanallah, the companions weren't sitting down idle. Uh, yes, they were concerned about the individual ibadah. They were concerned about the, the tarawih, the qiyam, the siyam, uh, the zakat, the giving, the sadaqat, etc. Uh, but their their first their focus was. Let's propagate this deen And we see the Ghazwat al-Badr al-Kubra That occurred in Ramadan uh, We saw Fatah uh, Makkah That also occurred in, in Ramadan And throughout throughout the, the, the history We have uh, the, the, the establishment Or the early days of Al-Andalus By the Umayyads Occurred in Ramadan uh, Salah al-Din al-Ayyubi uh, In Ma'arakat uh, uh, Hattin uh, so the Battle of Hattin, we continuously we continuously see that the the, the the this reminds us that the, the Ummah is not sitting down idle. Now, obviously, okay, one is sitting down. We're talking here on on Facebook Live, uh, Ramadan 2020. What's happening, right? Um, and, and obviously, the reality is the Ummah by at large, illa marahima Rabbi, is sitting down idle. Um, not to not to discount the importance of these individual ibadah. I think uh, planning for that and taking this this op- opportunity should not be taken lightly whatsoever. We should plan. We should strive. We should push for that. But remember that we sh- there is more to it. There is more to it, and we should, for example, um, okay, here here I am uh, focusing on what should I have for futur 
uh, 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 today or tomorrow while someone still like picture there's someone still locked up in a dungeon or someone's still t- uh, locked up in 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 the in in the in the prisons of these volama uh, so as volama is is like palestine or, or yeah. even in 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 bilad uh, sham things like that so yeah it's it's an it's an important point right that, that is should that move us yeah which is that um ibada is is an all encompassing term of course. right worship and you know as as a product of our circumstances we live in um a secular society in a sec, in a secular world where there's a separation between you know religion and state from individual and society etc right no. and so um there's an ingrained or ingrained detachment that many of us will internalize mm. right which is that um when it comes to worship my understanding of worship is about the individual ibadat mm-hmm. and that is it right so um you know praying five times a day fasting the month of ramadan paying my zakat etc yeah um but the communal aspects right which is things like taking care of the affairs of the ummah right uh standing up for the oppressed no. right speaking the word of truth towards t- uh, tyranny uh these are also acts of worship as well yeah, when we understand yeah. uh, when we understand ibadah holistically right you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said sayyidu shuhada hamza wa kalimatul haqq inda sultanil jair no. right that um the master of martyrs is hamza and the word of truth against the tr- tyrant ruler and so speaking the word of truth against tyranny this does not fit in with your you know typical un- understanding of worship no. but because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had stated this hadith we understand it to be something that pleases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. and is therefore considered to be worship mm-hmm. and the, it's, it's the, these a- events that you that you mentioned as well right so um the battle of badr no. right uh so fighting in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is not something that uh one would typically think is a form of worship mm-hmm. but because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has ordered the believers you know to defend their lives their properties uh the deen this becomes a form of worship mm-hmm. and, and the companions showed us this and and rationally you'd you'd say like who would who would go out and in such circumstances whilst you know the 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 soldiers are tired or or the fatigued or it's hot or etc things like that but subhanallah we we saw we saw the the zeal the enthusiasm of of uh, of the sahaba radwan allah alayhim with the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to again this this was an important matter and barakallahu fik for mentioning some of these examples a lot of us will think about okay you 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 you're, you're saying that it's not just individual ibadah it's more than that but even let's let's uh, just before we go to the to the ummah level on a communal level right no one no one would ever say that it's acceptable for us to not uh not wash the dead if they are uh, become deceased or or not look, uh, uh, in this covid environment it's a little bit different now. Bit you can't, topic now you can't even you can't even wash it but subhanallah but let's just say uh giving them their rights in terms of burial and 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 uh and and, and, and things like that um no one would deny that you did say no everyone's required to do that yes okay barakallahu fik let's build on that 
uh, what else? What else is there? If we know, if, for example, the many ahadith, if if you if you if you sleep knowing that your neighbors is 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 hungry, and and you don't look after them, there's stern warning against that. So again, whenever we we could we we, we see the direct cause and effect, I think it's it, it's the nearness of the result to the action uh, uh, that makes it easy for people to relate to. Uh, but also, but the byproduct of separating the, the the religion from the state, church and state, so to speak, um, has resulted in that. Where okay, I can see the effect of ibadah on my life. I can see the effect of uh, the importance of if someone is dead, I have to look after them and bury them, etc. Give them their right. I can see if 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 my neighbor is hungry, I have to feed them. But they cannot see the the they can't can't see the effect of of their actions on larger scales, uh, matters are a larger scale. Uh, they cannot see uh, the importance of saying Kalim al-Haq. And up until now, there are many cases that we remember that we, 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 uh, we celebrate in our history, like the, the fitna of Khalq uh, al-Qur'an with Ahmed bin Hanbal, rahimahullah. Uh, he's, that is celebrated. But that was a very difficult thing that he did. And one, one might ask, yeah, Ahmed bin Hanbal, yeah, oh Imam, just take it easy, just get on with it, right? And and tell them what they want to hear. But no, he refused, and he was jailed, and etc. And we hear like that. But so this is the uh, the, um, the 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 two three steps that we have to think about in terms of when we're dealing with 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 uh, with acts of worship um, to that nature. They're not. There's there's no direct. A material cause and effect that you can see right in front of you. Obviously, this is tijara with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala encourages us uh, through 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 in the Quran and through many of our hadith of, about this importance. But let's let's go back a step now. Um, here I am, uh, Sydney, Australia, for us, and and there's many people watching this all around the world. What can I take from this? What, what 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 am I doing here that's different in, in Ramadan? And obviously we see that Ramadan 2020, if you want to use that term, um, the, the, okay, the masajid are closed, but the, 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 the doors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are wide open. And in the in the ayat of the Siyam, right? وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَأَنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّعِي إِذَا دَعَانَ right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that when my servant not if, when my servant uh, asks about me, say, say, oh Muhammad, I am me. Uh, so the, the doors of khair, the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are still wide open. Okay, excellent. Um, so on the topic of the doors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being wide open, no. um, and obviously the, the masajid are shut, um, and we're talking about a lot of things here. We're talking about individual worships. We're talking about communal obligations no. and the broad spectrum, if you will, of of our understanding of worship. No. Now, someone, um, you know, your you know your average Muslim that's at home, perhaps sitting and listening to this podcast, might have it in his mind that okay, I've got tomorrow or the day after to think about. What my program is going to be mm. uh, during the month of Ramadan? You're saying that okay, yes, these things are encouraged, which is reading Quran, Qiyam. Uh, we know 
all about the the hadith uh, uh, the prophet ﷺ told us about the merits of standing in qiyam man qama ramadan imanan wa ihtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddam min dhanbihi that whoever stands the night of ramadan with iman and hoping in allah's reward no. then all of his previous sins are forgiven and the same thing is man sama ramadan imanan wa ihtisaban ila akhiri laylatul qadr laylatul qadr all of these things right and someone perhaps uh, has already in their mind um drawn out a plan mm-hmm. right now what are the things that a, a person needs to incorporate in such a plan right mm-hmm. so obviously when we know that um a if a person wants to be successful in anything he needs to have a plan yeah right it's uh yes we yeah we plan to fail isn't it yeah it's yeah. planning to fail you're an engineer you? like <laughs> this is your background right but you know generally in life right in order for us to succeed in anything we no. have to have uh, a plan in place no. um and then obviously we rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after we've exerted our effort in in trying to set out that plan what it is that we're going to do set out our schedule etc now um what is you know what can a person do with regards to you know making a quick plan like just before the the month of Ramadan begins incorporating uh the things that we spoke about no right um uh you know 10 steps to, to having a successful 2020 Ramadan yeah right? <laughs> 10, <laughs> right. 10, 10 steps pop. like you know, it doesn't have to be 10 steps <laughs> yeah, we're just having a, so a, a a conversation or some no. just some ideas no. you know give our listeners some ideas as to what we can do uh, beginning from the first of Ramadan. Yes, yes. I mean, look, we alhamdulillah we've already touched upon it, but look, let's 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 summarize it. Um, uh, and I hope none of the listeners have understood uh, understood from this talk that we are trivializing the importance of this individual ibadah. It's it's actually quite important. And as I alluded to earlier, I mentioned it. I feel like Ramadan for me is a uh, is a good detox, spiritual detox physical detox it's a good reset button that comes every year alhamdulillah uh, and we have been blessed that we are about to enter it and so so really thanking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have actually reached that or will enter it um not everyone will right um and that in it that in itself should that's how you start with your and subhanallah it's similar to how you you uh, your your dua you start with thanking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you, you start sorry with the with the with the thana uh, praising allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you thank him for the uh, for the blessings you admit your uh, your faults and and, and etc and you ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for repentance and you continue so similarly we should approach ramadan with that we thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we praise him uh, for allowing us to witness that yet another month uh, we, we we will start with repenting to Allah Tawbah The bab of Tawbah is open It's always open But especially in the month of Ramadan And let's repent And especially if we have Matters between one another We have to repair that If someone has stolen her They have to give back If they have, someone has spoken ill And I think that is That is if uh, that, that, that is a, a rampant problem That we have in our society um, Even the, the quote unquote Religious people right I feel that that is the number one issue that I continuously, continuously see is that this talking ill about one another. Uh, but 
let's uh, 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 continue. So repent and repair that. Mm. Uh, give back the rights if you have taken it back. Especially the 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 silat al-raham, the the ties of kinship, uh, a father and a, uh, uh, the father and the son, the 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 the, the mother and the aunt, uh, auntie, yeah. uh, and 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 so unfortunately we hear that so so often. But let's work on that, bismillah, and ask Allah subhanahu wa taala for tawfiq. Mm. That's right, and you know, uh, an interesting point about that is, um, you know, Ramadan is is that time, an opportune moment for re reconciliation, it is. because you know, we as human beings, uh, we have our shortcomings, um, and you know, it's sad to hear that you know sometimes family members, members of the same household, will go on years and decades without oh, speaking to one yeah, another because of something trivial, right? And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he teaches us. That the better person is the one who extends his hand first and no. asks for forgiveness. No. And you know, um, you extending your hand and seeking forgiveness to that other person, if done with the correct intention to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reconcile with that person so that you may have your sins forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no. then this becomes uh, an incredibly rewarding act in front of the Indeed. in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed. Right, and not only that, but you know, you don't. We don't want to come into the month of Ramadan burdened with the knowledge that I have perhaps done injustice to someone, or have spoke spoken ill about another person. No. And on the day of judgment, that person may come back to me and say, and and take my rewards on the yeah, day of judgment. Your rewards, and yeah, exactly. because uh, because of that. So. An excellent point, right? One of the first things that we should do is to try to uh, reconcile uh, these these issues that we might have with other people, whether they be family members or brothers, sisters that you know. Um, it's important for us to uh, ensure that we we begin the month with that um, clean slate. Clean slate, yeah. Right, yeah. and and uh, it's it's very common that during this period. You'll see mass WhatsApp messages mm -hmm. and uh, messages please from people. Me. <laughs> please forgive me uh, before the the month of as Ramadan. much as we uh, as much as we we may like giggle and laugh about that, but it's a serious it's serious Sorry. matter, right? Sorry. And uh, we we hope, but but the reality is different. That these uh, issues will be sorted. Think about it. If and I know it's it's sometimes difficult for people to say, but you know, he really wronged me. You don't understand what he's done, yeah. right? But think about it. Are you not, did you not wrong yourself or wrong the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Surely everyone sin, has sinned. Sorry, and you need sorry. the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why not show the rahmah between each other? Exactly. Whoever does not demonstrate mercy will not be shown mercy by Allah exactly. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and and there's a, there's many things if we, if we want to continue with that yeah. there's obviously planning uh, how we're going to do things um, you know putting together a a plan whether it's you know uh, I'm going to schedule my work accordingly some people work from home some people still have to go out um, you know and and interact with society and things like that and come back at a particular time so plan that right let's let's think about it this this is the time that I'm gonna uh, work and subhanallah with renewing intention that will be an ibadah itself oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I'm going out to work to feed my family as you, ha you have 
ordered me to, to, to look after them. That, that in itself would be ibadah. How beautiful is that with the right intention? Uh, traveling, even whilst traveling, you know, making your dua, making your dhikr, uh, being concerned about the ummah, even reading your news could be ibadah in itself. Because you are concerned and, and, and that someone is reaching out to you for help. So there's, there's many things that you can sort of sit down and plan. And now uh, set the environment around you. That's another very important aspect. I find the, the reason why we're able to do, Wallahu alam, but the reason I feel like that we're able to do more uh, ibadat in Ramadan is the environment around us is so, has made it easy. And Allah has made it easier anyway, in a sense where uh, the, 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 again, the shayateen are chained up and things like that. But if you go to, to, to imagine going to a masjid, right? This massive masjid that can fit 2,000 people, and there's only three, four, three of you, and you want to pray uh, qiyam, right? It, it's going to feel like a bit lonely. It's a bit cold and dark. <laughs> sorry, sorry. As, as massive as this message is, as lit, lit up as it is, it's going to feel a bit lonely, right? Imagine there's 2,000 people. There's hustle and bustle. People, uh, 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 when the Imam is making dua, uh, you're, you're hearing others around you, uh, you know, weeping and crying. That, that in itself should boost you. So that. So, okay, we, we sort of somewhat deprived from that. I sort of sh showed you the cake, but <laughs> I hold it back. But we're deprived from that. But why not create that environment, even mm. around our homes, Excellent. especially with the kids, especially with the, uh, with the wives um, and, and whoever we, we, we're looking after, even our elders, our elders and our parents. Um, set the environment around you. Have a bit of sort of maybe a bit of competition between one another, mm. right? And I think, uh, unfortunately, in this Ramadan, and I'm going to say unfortunate, but it it should incentivize some. It's gonna some of our shortcomings are going to show up more this Ramadan than any other Ramadan. What do I mean? Some of our shortcomings um, that were masked by the fact that we're doing congregational ibadah. Okay, I don't know how to read Quran, but that's fine. I'm going to do a khatam by listening to this imam praying 20 rak'at. Right? Okay, that's a fantastic initiative that you've taken. And given your limitations, alhamdulillah, you've, you, you, you know your limit. Okay, you went with this, uh, uh, you went to this masjid that prays 20 rak'at or so. They do a khatam, uh, they do a jizah a day, etc. Uh, but what about your recitation? What about your relationship with the Quran? Oh, but you know, I don't know how to read Arabic or I'm struggling and this and that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you, we'll give more reward for the people who are uh, taking more initiative and, and they're struggling and in, 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 uh, stuttering. Yeah, they in, get double the reward. In exactly. Fact. Subhanallah. No, it's, a, it's a very good point, um, an excellent point. And again, it goes back to our point earlier about uh, seeing things as an opportunity. Yes. So, um, year in and year out with the month of Ramadan uh, we're hiding behind an imam yes right essentially yeah. very right? convenient so <laughs> yes uh, we're doing a khatam but uh, we're not doing it ourselves we're doing it by istima' or by listening, listening. to the imam um, reciting no. and this Ramadan is going to be different because uh, maybe we'll be doing it with our families mm. um, and obviously as the head of the household that responsibility then becomes you it becomes it falls on your shoulders no you pressure. now uh, are going to be you know leading the prayers no. you now are going to be reciting the quran no. uh, in front of your family members no. and i think you know an important point to note is that um in the sunnah prayers uh so with the fad prayers obviously you're going to be you know reciting 
properly without reading the Mus'haf. But in the Sunnah prayers, um, there's nothing wrong in the Shafi'i Madhab anyway, yeah. there's nothing wrong with reciting from the Mus'haf and yeah. having it in front of you. Yeah. So if you have that intention of doing the Khatam, that should not be an impediment. The fact that you haven't memorized the whole Quran shouldn't be an impediment because mm -hmm. you can still read from a Mus'haf, no. right? So. But that's subject to the, the fact, or that's assuming that the person knows how knows to, how to re read. Yeah, and I guess yeah. that should incentivize him even more to, to begin that journey with the Quran, right. have that relationship with the Quran. In the month of the Quran, you know, yes. Shah Ramadan, Alladhi Unzila Fihi Al Quran. That's the first thing that was halad, not Siyam, nothing else. That's right. It was Quran. No. It was Quran. No. So it's an opportune moment for all of us of all levels, right? right. From the advanced, intermediate to beginner. To, be, to begin the month by establishing that relationship with the Qur'an, yeah. renewing that relationship uh, with the Qur'an, yeah. right? And, you know, things that are done consistently, right? Uh, small things done consistently, you'll see fruits at yeah. the end. That's yeah. right, yeah. right? Uh, that's the best the, of actions are the, the, more con the continuous ones, done even if they are little. No. Sahih. Yeah. So, um, Begin this relationship with the Quran. Start mm -hmm. small, right? And, and, uh, and that's a very important point. I feel like, um, especially when we go to congregational prayers, uh, we we saw we have this enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. We 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 go all out. We we pray. We we want to we read more and, and things like that. But I feel some people are not realistic with it, mm. um, and they burn themselves out, right? And uh, obviously, no one no one runs a marathon without preparing for that also get you know tired or, or they have stitches or, or they, they stop halfway through so that consistency there's there's barakah in that mm. subhanallah that consistency obviously if someone can do more by all means but i think that consistency is key but and building upon it and for, for me on a personal level i like to always say what did i do the last ramadan can i do it just just a bit more mm. um and i, I feel yeah. like we have little much more time now if, if, yeah. if we're hiding behind oh, i'm busy that's right. <laughs> we have much more time this, this ramadan don't we and i think um you you know you're right in saying that in in previous years we've always been uh you know when you go to the masjid there is that atmosphere that helps push you along towards no. the end of the month um and this year is going to expose a lot of things right it's going to mm. put things in front of us and i think that also demonstrates to us the importance of being thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these blessings that we are deprived of this year. No, right? no. So in previous years, we sort of took it for granted that um, I could go to the masjid, I could pray behind the imam, and there's that atmosphere of brotherhood, recitation of Quran, qiyam, go to the mosque, uh, three, and you know there's i'tikaf, last 10 days of Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know were we thankful for it did we did we recognize this as uh, as a ni'mah as a as a blessing mm -hmm. or did we just take it for granted like we take other things for granted so i think no. that's a very uh important point mm -hmm. okay so have this relationship with the quran there's there's other things that you can do also like um uh, you could uh, an important aspect to keep in mind is obviously your fasting you want to break your fast but don't don't kill yourself with food right uh give 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 your body it's right but in it's due right don't don't uh, don't demolish it and don't abuse it 
and give your article uh, give everything it's, it's due right it's, especially when it comes to family when it comes to relationships and things like that that should be all integrated even um, uh, integrate your dua in your in your commute in your in your daily life whether uh, going out out of the house or in a house or, or going to uh, commuting by car or train or, or public transport uh, have, having that holistic um, holistic ibadah uh, so to speak and and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up these doors and make it easy for you as you go Inshallah. and obviously as as we highlighted the affairs of the Muslims should always be on our minds how we push this Islam forward should always be on our minds if we're able to say the kalimat al-haq uh, so let's let's do so if we are going to raise awareness let's do so uh, don't be that hurdle um, and 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 be be uh, be the person that pushes pushes the the, the state of of this ummah forward and not backwards inshallah inshallah um barakallahu feekum jazakallahu khairan for for that um, very extensive discussion uh, yeah. we've branched into a lot of different areas but i think it's a, it's a good thing to sort of give the listeners just a, a basic overview understanding of you know uh, ramadan the rewards behind it no. expectations this year inshallah with the month of ramadan um how to you know how to plan for it inshallah uh what make to integrate yeah and make the most of it no. um are there any parting words that you'd like to um give to our listeners before we close and i i end up? with the words of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he tells us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in the midst of the the, the verses of the Quran uh, of the uh, around surrounding uh, Siyam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near now he's near all ye he's near all the time but it is it is us that want need to take that step it is us that and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us these ample opportunities and Ramadan is one of them so don't miss out on this opportunity thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it and take the steps take the initiative forward towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up these doors and place barakah in your in your in our lives barakallah fikum wa jazakum Allah khairan Ustaz Ramzi for that discussion very informative uh, discussion tonight about the month of Ramadan which is just around the corner um, Tonight is the 29th, uh, which means that um, either tomorrow is going to be the first day of Ramadan, um, but they're saying it's unlikely, Wallahu mm-hmm. alam, um, or Friday, more likely Friday, Wallahu alam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ayyubalikuna Ramadan, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to live, uh, to reach the, the month of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, to make us amongst the faizin, the successful yeah. ones during yeah. the month of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who work for his deen and struggle for his deen um, in the month of Ramadan and out of the month of Ramadan. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, accept our good deeds yeah. uh, during this month and outside of this month. Yeah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who take take this as a, as a grand opportunity. بارك الله فيكم وصلي اللهم وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم والسلام عليكم